Welcome to the Journey Home Podcast. Life is full of twists and turns, and sometimes we get stuck or lost along the way. Our desire is to be a friend and resource to anyone who needs a little wisdom, advice, or encouragement on their journey. But most of all, we want you to know you're not alone. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, thank you for joining me today on my podcast. Today I have a special guest to interview, and this is my friend Sarah Wardroper, and she is an amazing woman of God, and um, she and I have connected honestly mostly over the internet (laughs) over this past uh, year and a half, two years, but it's been such a delight getting to know her. So today we are going to talk about the topic of just single moms and especially single moms pursuing the dreams that the Lord has put on your hearts to pursue. And so I am excited to interview Sarah today. Um, Thank you, Sarah. Could you introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, I'm, I'm Sarah. I'm 32 and I live in Canada in Ontario and I have two little girls. I became a single mom three years ago um, when uh, I was married, but the marriage ended um, really suddenly. So I had, uh, at the time, I had two little girls under the age of three. So now they're just uh, starting school now. Um, Yeah, and I now work at uh, the House of Prayer in my city, uh, part-time and full-time mom the rest of the time. So yeah, that's, that's kind of me. That's awesome. You have two very beautiful girls. So um, we will jump in. How did you know it was God's timing to step out more into the dreams that he has put in your heart? Yeah, well, um, for me, I, um, yeah, three years ago, everything kind of went down and I went into a a crazy season. It was so challenging many ways. Um, but it was about like nine months into that season. I, um, the beginning of 2020, um, I felt like, yeah, just a shift in the season where God was calling me back to who I was before all this stuff happened to me and all the things I went through. And, um, I was in a long process of healing. Obviously I'm still, you know, sometimes I'm still going through healing in my own way, but, um, yeah, I was in a, in that process of healing. And I remember, uh, especially reading through old journals at the time, um, from years ago, from my early twenties and reading like the, the promises of God that he had given me through like dreams or through words or whatever. Um, and feeling a, a deep grief over some of the things that had felt lost. And I was really crying out to God a lot sometimes over these things that have felt lost in my life and by what had happened by the things that hadn't worked out. And, um, I felt God challenging me to believe again in the words and the call on my life and um, the dreams that he'd given me. And it was really hard. It's sometimes really hard when those things get opened up again, you, you get afraid to hope and to dream again, but I felt Mm -hmm. like God was inviting me into that. And he was really inviting me to take him at his word. I, I had a deep grief in my heart for the promises that even I hadn't fully believed them. And so I'd kind of let them die. And I, I, just felt like, okay, God, like I have nothing to lose at this point. I've kind of already lost almost everything. And so I was like, I'm going to take you at your word and believe even the things that you promised me long ago are going to start to happen. And, and I really did feel an intense faith for those things to happen. And around the same time, um, he also spoke to me 
that he wanted me to start a Friday night prayer meeting. It was very random. And I, I just felt a strong word. He said, Friday nights when you pray every Friday night. And I had a couple of friends who did it with me. And um, that was the beginning of what now has become this big Friday night worship night in my city. Um, it started wow. just a couple of us in my house. And over the, like about the first two years, it just grew really slowly, but it, we kept going and it was really wonderful, amazing times with God, like deep healing in my own heart and other people's hearts in the group. Um, and then last summer, it kind of just um, exploded and a bunch of people started coming. And now we meet in a church because there's a lot of people coming and wow. it's been really beautiful to see like, because that's been one of the, the dreams and desires of my heart has been uh, worship and prayer ministry. And that's always been something I've loved and felt called to. And so it wasn't like I tried to make it happen. It just kind of started to happen as I said, like, okay, Lord, like I have nothing left to lose. I'm, I'm just going to go all for it. Like, I'm really going to really believe with all of my heart in the things you've said and believe you at your word. So yeah, that's kind of been the beginning of my journey. I'd say it's still very much at the beginning. Um, but of having faith, um, that nothing can, um, derail the promises of God, even when it looks like they've been lost, um, it's mm. never too late to take them back and to say, okay, Lord, like I want to partner with you in faith that you can still do this in my life. Yeah. Wow. I love that. And I for sure have loved, um, just witnessing your prayer life, but also I have been impacted by your prayer life. Um, so if you have followed me at all, you see that I am trying a new venture, which is like the realm of reels. <laughs> And it has been a challenge. Reels have actually like doing shorter than my podcast and trying to condense what I'm trying to say in a minute has been really challenging. Um, but what's funny is it's something the Lord put on my heart to do at the beginning of the year. But I was like, because it was such a new thing for me, I was pushing it off, pushing it off. And then one day out of the blue, I get a text from my friend Sarah here. And she said she was praying for me and felt that I should step out and try to do some reels. And I was like, okay, like the Lord is confirming something he's already put in my heart to do. And it's been a blessing. Honestly, I feel like, um, people, they might not have time to listen to any of our podcasts, but people have been responding to these like one minute little messages. The Lord's been putting on our, our, my heart to do. So I just want to thank you, Sarah, because that was really the little nudging I needed to push forward from the Lord. <laughs> reels and I think often God is very practical the way he speaks when he's just like do this and like we don't have to do it but like even him like pray on Friday night so I was like okay that doesn't seem like anything huge and exciting but when we step out on obedience when God says something he meets us and and like we don't we never know what the impact will be if we actually like follow through so um yeah and you've encouraged me a lot in just in my voice and speaking out like I've gotten words in the past about speaking and preaching and I'd never done it I was scared of it public speaking, public singing is my worst fear. And then now like on Friday nights, I'm preaching every week for like sometimes wow. half hour, and I'm like, I never ever would <laughs> wanted to do that or thought I would do that. But God has like been pushing me out and um, using my voice, which was a thing that felt very lost for a lot uh, a mm. season of my life. I really felt like I lost uh, my voice and um, that's been not like physically lost it, but just like lost the confidence, lost uh, freedom in my voice. And now I'm also like leading worship and stepping into wow. things. Like I'd say I'm stepping into a freedom and a boldness now as a single mom in my thirties than I did as like a young zealous 
20 year old, you know, in like missions and stuff when I, I loved the Lord and I was all like hardcore, but I'd say now there's been like an abandonment in my heart in this season of like, I just want to go after the Lord with everything. Um, because I've seen his goodness, you know, I've seen yeah. him redeem my life out of some really, um, really heartbreaking situations. And so I think there's, yeah, it, it's never too late, you know, to go after those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love when the Lord just births new things from these really hard crushing seasons. And yeah. so I love that you're stepping out in that way because, um, you know, I know it's been a really challenging season. And so to really um, give your offering to the Lord, even after such a hard season, I feel like it's such a beautiful fragrance to him. Cause he sees that, you know, it, he sees that it was hard, you know, he sees yeah. you choosing to overcome, you know, I love that. Um, so yeah. what have the challenges been in doing, um, in stepping out in these new things as a single mom? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that there's, there's been huge challenges. A lot of them are often in my own mind. Like they're not even external things. There are some external challenges, like being insanely sleep deprived and tired and struggling. Um, like my day-to-day life is, is really intense and busy. And so that can be a huge challenge, but I think that the huge, the biggest challenge has been overcoming, um, this sense of being disqualified from like you know, doing big things for God or like burning in your dreams when you feel like your life has just kind of crashed and burned or like that, um, even in the church, like, I think for me, not everybody's like this in the church, but the idea of being divorced and being a single mom had a bit of stigma on it. And I, I wouldn't have admitted that, but I just never thought, oh, that would never happen to me. And so when it did, I was like, man, like, I feel like I've been benched, you know, like, it's like, like I'm out of the game. And I felt like the Lord really challenged me in that. He's like, no, you're not. Why are you doing that to yourself? Like, I haven't given up on you. I haven't disqualified you. And um, it, it, it is not other people. Like I've had maybe one or two unsavory remarks as being a single mom. Like, but for the most part, most people have been so encouraging. So like support my church is incredibly supportive. Um, and I'd say like for single moms, if you don't have a supportive church, like go find one. Cause I think there's so many churches out there that, like champion single parents who have an understanding of the difficulties around divorce and like how there's just so many, there are so many heartbreaking, messy situations where divorce becomes um, the best option. And it's not, obviously it's not the highest goal, but um, you know, we live in a really broken, messy world. Right. So I think that for me, it was overcoming that in my own mind, I think. Um, was yeah. a huge thing. And then really owning that and, and, overcoming fear. Um, yeah, fear of stepping out in things. I think, um, it's kind of been like little by little and overcoming, um, little fears of, um, you know, speaking in public or what, you know, who's going to listen to me because of my story, but I've actually found the opposite. I found that when I tell people like, Hey, like I'm a single mom there, they listen. It's like, they're like, Oh, like you have a story. I want to listen to that. Um, and so I feel like I have more of an in with people I didn't have before. I can connect to, to women who are really broken and in a hard place. Cause I can say like, you know, I may not know exactly what you're going through, but I have been in your shoes. And, um, 
yeah, I, I feel like I feel really grateful for the the hardships, even though I don't believe God authors our suffering. I think that he will redeem it and use it powerfully. Um, I think another thing too is like not letting the things that happened to me, the things I went through um, define my identity. I think that's a, a struggle. Like when you go through something really hard or you go through um, really deep pain or trauma or whatever, like it can it can get into your heart in like becoming a bit of like your identity. And, um, it is a part of my story and it's something that I actually really like treasure. It's like, I treasure the, the memories and like of the Lord being with me in hard times. And, and that story has become like a key for me to help other people who are going through hard things. And I feel like, yeah, such a, a more compassion, so much more compassion for people than I did before and empathy. Um, but I think that the challenge as a single mom is to, like it's like our lives are so much harder than most people's lives. Like I like when people complain about being tired, I'm like, oh man, you have no idea. But it's so it's a little hard to be like. Sometimes you're like, ah, okay, they don't know. That's fine. But not to give in to like a bit of self pity. Um, yeah. Okay to like own it. Like be like, yeah, like my life is challenging sometimes. Um, but it's like the Lord is so much sweeter. I think in the midst of it, it's like it's not like I'm better than anyone at all. Like I'm, I'm so aware of my, my brokenness and neediness, uh-huh. but like I like, I go after Jesus because that's, that's what I need. I know I'm, I'm so much more aware of my need for him, I think in my situation than I ever was before. So it's like just seeing like the, the disadvantages of your situation can become a blessing and can become actually what pushes you closer to Jesus. And, and I think letting God work out the things in my heart so that I don't let, so that bitterness doesn't take root in my heart or mm. self pity or, or letting the things that I've walked through become my identity. I think the Lord really taught me like your identity in me has never changed. Like my identity in Jesus is the nice. same that it was before I was born. You know, it's never been impacted or changed by anything I've been through or anything other people have done or said. So that's kind of some of the challenges there. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like what you were saying earlier, for some people divorce more than a best option, worse option is sometimes I think circumstances make it. So it's the only option. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the like single moms, like I'd say 99% of the time they ended up being a single mom because either they didn't have a choice, like it just happened to them. They didn't have a say, or it was the best option out of the options that they had. And I think, you know, we don't need to know all people's business of why things happen, but it's important to like, just when you see a single mom to know, like she probably has a story and like to know that she is working so hard for her kids that she is fighting for her children. Yeah. And, and like, there is so much strength and resilience. Um, like the single moms I know are just all like, I have a bunch of single mom. I have like a single mom club that I love. Like I love my single moms. We hang out, we do fun stuff mm-hmm. together because we get it. We, we understand each other at a deep level. And like, they're all just incredibly strong women. Like yeah. I just, and blown away by my women's stories. Um, they're so strong. They're so loving. They're so compassionate and giving, um, because they've had to overcome in a lot of adversity. So yeah, I just feel like it's like one of those things where you, I just have so much respect and like awe when I meet other single moms. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I often feel respect for sure, because 
it's not easy taking responsibility of children in general in life, but then as a single parent to be the one to choose that, like to take responsibility for your kids. I have great admiration for that because it's not easy. Like a lot of things are stacked against you and, you know, but like you said, there's such resiliency, such strength in these women. And so um, that's something I've admired in you as well. So how have you seen the Lord move in this new season of your life? Oh man. Um, I feel like I've come into like a, a greater awareness of God's faithfulness, like of just because it's like, in a way I got, I got down to where Jesus was all I had, right. That I was like, I'm depending on you so much to come through. And I feel like when we, when we depend on him and we lean into him in faith, he, he does come through. And so I feel like I've come into a greater understanding of his faithfulness and his care for me. Um, because when you don't have a partner, a husband, uh, a spouse, like a father, you need God in these ways that like even practical ways, like, God, I need you to provide for me financially. I need you to help me with this or that. And, um, yeah, I feel like I've just come into seeing his faithfulness in a new way. And, um, yeah, and I've also seen like the Lord moving, um, in my community. Um, I've definitely like, I, yeah, in this season, I feel like God is really moving in new ways all over the world, but, um, in my community too, like with this prayer group really growing and, um, I like it's the Lord that's done it. Like I just said yes. And then other people joined in with me and said yes. And, and it's just exciting to see God moving, um, and breathing on something that started out of this place in my life of, of a broken season. And I feel like the, the testimony of what God did in my life has kind of gotten transferred into other people who've been coming on Fridays. Like, Mm -hmm. um, the word God gave me, I think it was in 2020, um, from like, I, I get a word for each year. One of those years was resurrection. And I feel like God's been bringing resurrection in my life of like dreams that had died and yeah, all these different things, prophetic promises that had died. And I feel like God has been releasing resurrection through Fridays into the people that are coming in the community. It's like something that we've been talking about people, you know, who felt burnt out, who felt disqualified or discouraged for whatever reason, um, not as a single parent, but, you know, through different circumstances, even just through the last couple of years that have been so tough for everyone. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. Like it's given me hope and, and the hope that God has given me, I've been seeing that transferring to other people around me. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's not because of me. It's just like, when we share a testimony like that releases faith for that in other people, you know? Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. That is awesome. So, okay. Mother's day is approaching in May. And part of why I wanted to have Sarah um, just on here today is so that we could just think of ways. What are some last words of encouragement you might have for everyone listening, but also just words of encouragement and tips to share on how to support single moms in our own neighborhoods, our own communities, churches, um, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I love this because I, I just love single moms. And so now like I have like single mom radar, I love finding them and connecting and building friendship with them. Um, and I'd say that then the number one thing that single moms need is relationship because 
being a single mom is so lonely. (laughs) It is like the hardest part of it is the loneliness. It's like, you don't have a spouse to share the highs and the lows of parenting with, um, you don't have someone to come home to at night. Um, it's just you and your kids, which can feel very isolating. And obviously I'm really close with my girls. I love them, but like you need another adult to like sound stuff off of. Um, now like I'm not, I'm in a relationship now, so things are different, but it's like, be like, especially the early season, I just remember being so lonely mm-hmm. and I, I have had people in my life invest in relationship. Um, for example, I had a roommate for two years who was this huge blessing to me. And then when she moved out, I was so scared of being alone. I was so afraid, like, I'm going to be so lonely. Um, and this family that I'm good friends with, they said, Hey, we've, we've decided we want to have you over for dinner every Wednesday night. Oh, um, and that meant so, so we go there every Wednesday and wow. five kids and I bring my kids and the kids just have a blast and we hang out and talk. And, um, and that for me is just like an anchor in my week of knowing, okay, I'm Wednesday. You, we call it friends day now because we we've invited in some other friends too. It's not no longer just me and them, but like, I think having Aww. like friendship and sharing meals. Um, I always say like the hardest part of being a single mom usually is on holidays and weekends and evenings. It's the times when people are normally with their families. And then you're like, often we don't, you know, don't think of inviting a single mom and her kids to your family barbecue or to your holiday, your Easter holiday weekend, whatever. But I, I got invited in early on and being a single mom, like I got so many people inviting me to stuff. And that was such a blessing. I don't think people even realized how much of a blessing that was because to be alone on those holidays is, is hard because you feel like you're letting your kids down. Your kids are sad. You're sad. And you, you can't, you can't give them like what you dream of as a parent. So whether that's like summer vacation, like inviting a family to come with you, um, along on a vacation or like come over for Christmas dinner, like whatever, I think it's, I just feel like being brought into family and community, um, has been one of the greatest, uh, blessings in my life. And, and so now that I'm more in a place where I'm able to do that for others, I try to do that with the the friends in my life who are single moms, like include them on things, think about them, be like, you know, maybe nobody's thinking about them. I'm going to think about them and invite them. Um, yeah. So that, that's one thing is relationship and, um, dinners, meals, things like that, um, in your family. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's definitely the biggest one. The other ones, I just thought of a few things. One thing is like photo shoots. I know it sounds like so silly, but often like a mom may probably doesn't have a lot of photos of herself with her kids. Yeah. And, and it can feel sad where you're like, you look back on this season and when they're so little and you don't remember it, you don't have these special photos. And I know that other moms have said that to me too. Um, so I've had a couple of friends. One was a professional photographer. She did a, a photo shoot for me um, pretty early on. And I, I treasure those photos so much. It meant so Aww. much. She would do that for me for free. Yeah. Um, I didn't pay her, you know? And I've had other friends, even with an iPhone, like I'd ask my friend like, hey, can we just like go to the park and you take pictures and and like, I'll take pictures of her, you know? We'll just make it into a fun day. Um, and I'd say too, like for singles and for families, like I have single friends like who have included me in their life and I appreciate them so much because they have free time to come over and hang out with me when my married friends don't, you know? And as a single mom, we're in between the married people and the single people. We don't really fit in either group because we have all the pressures and responsibilities of having a family, but we're not in the family club, but then we're single, but we can't have the freedom of being a single person when you just go out and do stuff. And so 
Um, I think, yeah, there's, there's a blessing in having friendship with single people and with married people. And yeah. And also other things you can do is, um, if you have a single mom in your church, like find out her, her physical needs, um, for, um, often for us, it's harder for us to do things like fix our car or like clean up our yard, mow the lawn, um, taking out garbage, like fixing things around our house that are broken, things like that, things that normally like a, a husband would do, you know? So I think doing those kinds of things for her, um, is a great way to bless her. And then, um, another thing is like spa day, like take her kids, send her to the spa center, you know, or just send her up for a day by herself to do something for herself. Cause, um, you know, we don't get a lot of alone time usually like, um, especially early on for me in that season, like you don't get, um, free time away from your kids. And so, yeah, having, having, but in order to do that, you have to build a trusted relationship. And I think that's the, the main thing is, um, you know, I'm not just going to trust my kids to anybody to watch them. Like I want to have people in my life that I know I can trust and depend on. And, um, yeah, I think that's the biggest way is to just welcome them and, and seek to understand. Um, like if you don't know a lot about divorce or like domestic violence or like, um, betrayal, those kinds of things, like try and learn and understand and have an awareness so that we can help and support women in our community who are going through those things and men too, obviously, there's single dads out there. Like we need to love and support them as well. I'm not saying that it's just like a mom thing. Um, the dads need support too. So I absolutely encourage that too. I think, you know, it's important as a church that we come around families. I'm, I remember, it reminds me of James 1 27, uh, about true religion is this, it's to look after orphans and widows and visit them in their affliction. I think it's interesting. It says, to visit them because I know being visited for me means a lot. Like I love having people come and visit me and hang out and spend time with me. Um, and I think, you know, I'm not a widow, but I think that like being a single mom is very similar to being a widow. It's, and it, it being a family, you know, who doesn't have a provider who doesn't have like a support, the support network that a normal family ha- would have. I think that's where we as the body of Christ is the church is meant to come in and be the hands and feet of Jesus to, to those families and to be a part of their family, be invested in their families. Yeah, that's awesome. Honestly, my parents used to share that scripture with us all the time as kids. And I really did see my parents, um, you know, pouring and serving into honestly, single moms or actual, um, single moms who were widows, whether through divorce or, you know, abandoned. Mm -hmm. And that was something I did. I remember that as a child, like, um, my dad taking us all over to fix someone's air conditioner. Yeah. Um, because of, you know, and so I really, I love that scripture. And I also just wanted to share a scripture too, Um, When I was praying about this interview, I felt the Lord put Luke 21 on my heart. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow putting in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in all she had to live on. Now, this scripture is talking specifically, literally about finance. So something I just want to encourage everyone listening is like, 
sometimes I think we think our little acts before the Lord or whatever are insignificant. So let's say it's something as small as like babysitting for a single mom. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say you don't have finance to help her like repair her car, like um, do or finance to, you know, cook a meal every week or whatever. But what if you could just offer like babysitting this Mm -hmm. Mother's Day? I believe that that is just like um, an illustration of even like the the widow's might is, Lord, I don't have a lot to give, but what can I give? Mm-hmm. So I love that um, idea, um, even that taking the iPhone to the park. Yeah. You know, you might not be able to, you don't might not have an expensive camera or whatever, but maybe you could do that for them or, and you know, just like the sacrifice of time. Yeah. And I love that. But I also wanted to use the scripture to speak to every person, especially to the single moms who do have a dream that the Lord has put in their heart to pursue. And it might seem like a small offering, but that it is a sweet fragrance unto the Lord. And he notices like Jesus noticed that widow putting in what she had. And he saw that sacrifice and called it good. Like he, you know, now her story is told for Mm -hmm. generations. Do you think that she, when she was giving that small amount, do you think she felt like her story would be told for generations? You know, and I love that because I love your story, Sarah, in that, like, you didn't exactly know what was going to happen. So you started small. Mm -hmm. In your home, inviting some friends, hey, let's pray together. Mm -hmm. And then now how the Lord has just blown on it and blessed it. And it's multiplied into this um, Friday night prayer gathering that I bet people really look forward to attending. (laughs) So that is exciting to me. Yeah, totally. I um, was reminded of um, one of my single moms that lives far away that we talk on the phone a lot. Um. I was saying to her, like how sometimes for us, it can be hard for us to hope, like, you know, just taking the, the, the mustering up the faith to believe God for something like is not easy when you've been like really hurt and disappointed. And I just said to her, like, I was like, God knows how much it costs us to believe, you know, or to pray or mm. to, to step out in obedience or whatever. And he doesn't take that lightly. And, and even as I said it, it like ministered to my heart. Cause I was like, yeah, like he doesn't take that lightly. Like he sees like the place that we're coming out of, of a lot of brokenness and the fact that we're saying yes. And I know that that means so much to his heart and he doesn't take that lightly. And it's not like with all this stuff, it's not like I have to do it. It's like, I want to do it because I love Jesus. And because of how he has redeem my life. And I just want to love him more. You know, I also wanted to share a story of one of my friends. Um, she, um, you, you've met her, like I introduced her to you a while ago, but she is an old friend. Like she and I did missions together 10 years ago. We like hiked in the Himalayas together and she's like a fiery woman. And then, you know, we've known each other a bit over the years and um, she got married and, and she was following me on social media. And so she saw my story. I, we didn't really talk about it, but she saw what I was going through. And then she reached out to me one day. She's like, Sarah, like, I'm really afraid. Like, am I, I'm not safe in my marriage. I need to leave. And giving, seeing you as a single mom has given me courage to leave this situation because I can see that 
you're okay and that you're, th- you're doing well and like you're happy and your girls are happy. And that has given me faith to leave with my little son. Um, and so she's now, she's now been over a year out of this relationship and it was really tough. You know, we would talk over the phone a lot, but now she's like, she just bought her own condo. Like the Lord has really faithfully provided for her through finances, even as she has like stepped out in faith and obedience and finances, God has like really blessed her. And she just bought a condo. Like it was a miracle story. And then now she's starting her own um, insurance company, which is something that she's been dreaming of doing for years. And it's like now in the season of being a single mom, when it looks like all the odds are against her, she's stepping out in that. And we were just catching up this week and I'm just so proud of her. And so grateful that God would use even my story to encourage her, even without me even realizing it. And I just think it's an amazing example of how like nothing has to hold us back. Like there's no, yeah, no circumstance or things that happen to us that, that need to stop where we can go. Like, obviously it affects us and it can set us back a lot, but God can redeem that time and he can, he can restore to us the things that were lost. So yeah, that yeah, would- that's amazing. I love that testimony because I think, you know, I just wonder for you, even in the beginning of walking out of that is like, this is your testimony. I'm sure there's some reservation in like sharing it with people, but I just love that your courage really transferred to your friends who, you know, was in an unsafe situation. Yeah. Um, And so, because that really, that blessed me too, because I feel like a lot of times, like for us, like in our darkest moments, we're like, how can the Lord use this? Yeah. And that, and yet as we heal, as we lean into him, how he uses our testimony and the power of it to draw others into um, deeper into his heart and in your friend's situation into a safe, safe environment, you know? And so I love that. And I have been so encouraged by her story and by your story. And again, I just want to say like, I really um, admire single moms for your courage and your tenacity, overcoming really hard circumstances to keep our kids safe. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that, I mean, it's like that. I just keep seeing like the picture of like a mother hen, you know, mm-hmm. just like doing what she can to keep her chick safe, like for sure. And I just admire that courage so much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think I was thinking about the woman at the well in uh, Samaria, how Jesus like uh, came to this woman at the well, who I think had been divorced like five times and she was an outcast. And he was the one that Jesus came to find to get her to be like the first missionary to her own community. The first one to declare who Jesus was to her community, even though she looked like the most like disqualified person. And, I think that the Lord, he doesn't see all that stuff. Like the things that we think are disqualifying us or things other people, we think that other people would think like, he doesn't see any of that. He, he, he comes to our heart and says like, I'm calling you like, and, and our testimonies um, can be just like the greatest weapon against, um, against darkness, because it's like in that area where we've overcome um, and found the Lord, we can help others to overcome in that same area. And it becomes like a breakthrough, you know, my breakthrough can be your breakthrough can be your breakthrough. And we all help each other, you know, with those things. And so even though it's like sad and it's like, yeah, we wish those things hadn't happened. God redeems them and uses them for good and, um, can do that with anything. It doesn't need to be just like a single mom thing, but 
yeah, I hope that that will be like what people take away from this today. Um, yeah. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah. And I really appreciate like your heart for single moms. Like that's how I met you was through another single mom podcast you did that I, that really touched me. And I, I think that it's, it's amazing to see that. And I've been really encouraged by you. Oh, thanks. Thank you so much for um, this conversation today, Sarah. Honestly, as we're talking, I just feel like as you met the Lord in worship in one of the hardest things that a person goes through in life and also just for you, just like a very dark, crushing season, Mm -hmm. your heart of worship came through. And that's what I really feel is happening um, with your prayer nights and you working at your church is you are drawing others to worship the Lord, even in their hardest moments in life. It might not be the same as you exactly, but your testimony I know is stirring in the hearts of many. So um, yeah, I love you, Sarah. Thank you so much for sharing today. And thank you everyone for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful week and this Mother's Day. I really pray that as this um, interview goes forth, that um, the Lord would just be stirring in your heart and how to bless even just one single mom this Mother's Day. You know, like just let someone be seen by you and just let them just feel the Lord's love through you today and this Mother's Day season. So I Thank everyone for listening, and I hope you have a fabulous week. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for today's podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a rating and review, and we'd be especially honored if you would pass along the podcast or recommend it to a friend. Before we sign off, I just wanted to mention one of the most popular services we offer, which is coaching for individuals and couples. So on this podcast, we're able to share biblical truth, practical wisdom, but we're speaking on in very broad terms. That's just the nature of the medium, right? Uh, but what coaching allows us to do is to get into the specifics of your story or your situation and apply these principles in a more focused way. And while we can't promise that we'll always find a solution or resolution, many times we've found that it's helpful for people just to have someone to listen and process life with. Sometimes that's actually what we need the most. Um, So if that sounds appealing and you're still not quite sure, we even offer a free 30-minute session for new clients. That's a great way to try out coaching with no financial obligation. Um, You can find more information about coaching or our other services at our website, thejourneyhome.global. And finally, if you want to connect with us, you can email us, you can connect by social media. All of the links to our accounts are in the show notes below. We truly love hearing from you, and we promise we actually will read and respond to your emails or social media interactions. Um, So thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.